Milam Island, it's TechWorks Consulting CEO, Chris Coluccio. No matter where I am on the island or online, I'm always listening to 103.9 LI News Radio. Oh, this is funny. I tell you, this award, Mike, is uh, we got one of our listeners out in uh, Westchester, of all places. Uh, he thinks uh, Trump's Trump should get the uh, the bronze thirty uh, for what happened last night in the speech. <laughs> uh, also, because you know he is somewhat bronze himself, but you know that's that's a whole other story. Uh, another uh, one of our fine listeners uh, thinks uh, the mayor uh, should get it again. Which, you know, you could certainly make the case, right, of de Blasio. Uh, an ongoing award for him, it seems. Uh, right now, let's uh, turn our attention to the tech world. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'll tell you, you, you got to get a laugh in some of this stuff, folks. You have to. Uh, Chris Coluccio, TechWorks Consulting, uh, no better individual uh, with all that's going on and everything else. Christopher, sir, how are you? I, I am doing fine, Jay. Uh, doing okay today. Tough day watching all everything that's going on, but uh, you know I always try to keep it positive. So you are a very positive guy. I got to tell you. <laughs> you know, you want to give me your take on things? Uh, listen, I don't want to get too political with you because uh, you know, you know I, I don't I, like to put you in that wheelhouse. But give me your take on things. Well, I mean, you know, I, I guess um, you know I'm kind of struggling, I guess, with this because it just seems so. Um, you know, like we we were just getting over one. Uh, thing and then the next uh the next, this pops up it's just it's really good timing so from our standpoint i'm kind of struggling because um very stressful on our business owners and everybody else that's going around to watch this go on and, and try to figure out you know i think we lost our leadership a little bit inside of this whole uh mess because nobody really knows what to do with COVID at this point because the media is you know uh 100 focused on these uh on these riots and um you know and, and unfortunately i also See what is a message that needs to be put out there, uh, being overtaken by some really, really bad actors. So, um, and and you know, I, and I also mentioned that, that social media is responsibility, and and um, it's such a you know, so many people have so much time to sit on social media and watch this stuff, and I get on there too, and I go, oh my god, everything's so terrible, and everything's such a mess. But you know, being someone who's been to other countries and seen the rest of the world and how people are treated, this is still the greatest place in the world. And I, and I hate to see it go, you know, these things go down because, uh, of, of what is just really, there's just a lot of division. And I don't understand that, you know, that's, that's what I kind of say. I, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that, um, you know, some of our people or our leaders, and I agree, you know, I'm, uh, I listened to your, to your last uh, few segments and I, I, someone who, um, you know, not not a, always a huge fan of Trump, but but agreed that we were kind of moving in in the right direction with the economy and stuff. I, I don't know what he's doing right now. I mean, he should really be a voice of reason for all of us, and he should be out there and and asking everybody to come together and praising America again. And, and I just don't know what he's doing. Listen, uh, Russia, 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 Ukraine, impeachment. Uh, no, no question on his side. I I don't know what he's thinking these days. Uh, battling uh, big tech, we're going to get into that, uh, and of course, uh, you know where where in the world is is Don, you know where's Waldo outside of last night? Where you is know, Donald J. Trump? I can't you know, can't figure a, that one out. At a time where we had ahead, probably, I mean, SpaceX is probably like this would have been one of the greatest events for us to if you know if all the stuff wasn't going on and the fact that we've got uh, you know uh, we've launched uh, uh, men again in, uh, or you know people into space. Um, and you know it should that should have been such a great time for America, and it's all lost in, inside of uh, all the stuff that's going on. Uh, I mean, I, I've always thought it was I was always sad when they closed the space shuttle, and we haven't uh, you know 
uh, kept exploring and kept expanding. And now I was excited again, and it's just, just nobody else pays attention to it, you know? That is a uh, a great, great point. You just should have been a great point. It should have been, yeah. Should have been a rallying point for all Completely of us. Completely overshadowed. Uh, yeah. 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 No, go ahead. Finish, finish it. You're right. 100%. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I just think that there's a lot of, you know, there's so much good and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of great stuff over, uh, that's going on in the country. And I see it around here. I see people getting together. I see people trying to help each other, but it's so overshadowed by all the stuff that's on the, on social media. And, and I also think that really, like, you know, I'm someone who likes to go out. I'm a very skeptical person when it comes to all of this stuff. So I like to go out and look around there and try to, you know, I want to, I, I don't buy into all the conspiracy theories, but I want to know about them. But I've also found that it's harder and harder to get both sides of the story nowadays. I mean, it's really, really tough to, um, to try to hear voices that are, that have some dissent on social media. And I really feel like they're, you know, so you, so people are only getting a lot of one-sided stuff and, and on both sides, you know, it, it's kind of, if you listen to this, you only get, uh, it's these echo chambers, obviously that, that we've talked about in the past. So, uh, and I don't think that social media, um, is really doing a great job of, uh, being a, <laughs> a good steward of, of our ideas and, and our thoughts and stuff. So, well, listen, social media, you can make the case, has been the central igniter uh, for a long, long time on different events, uh, Chris. You know, you can certainly make that case, but you're right. By the way, 100% right on the SpaceX. I was glued. You know, it kind of took you out of the realm a little bit. On that, uh, on last, uh, what was it, Saturday afternoon or at around 3 o'clock or so, right, Mike? Saturday afternoon around 3 or so, my producer agrees. You know, it kind of took you out of everything, what was going on. You know, you, you've you've kind of seen the unrest from Friday night into Saturday. Uh, you knew the nation has been rocked by what happened to George Floyd. You know, we we're in the midst of a pandemic and everything else. And all of a sudden, you know, for the first time in nine years, you know, we're sending a couple of astronauts into outer space. You know, that was a, uh, a, to me, it was a break in the action. It was a glimmer of hope. It was sides coming together and applauding all for a great cause. You know, it was the docking and everything else. You know, to, to me, it, it was a nice break in the action. And it, unfortunately, it wasn't discussed enough. You know, the right. tech so, involved you know, and everything else, it was, go ahead. You know, when we, uh, when we, when we went to the, when we went to the, um, when moon, you know, 600 million people in the United States watched that. And, and NASA had its largest online viewing ever of, um, the SpaceX when they launched that they've ever had online. And it was really like 10 million people saw it. So it was great that they had their largest ever. But in contrast, as a country that is, should be rallying around something like us, you know, uh, doing these great technology feats and, and, and lots of other things that go on around the country that are, that are really great to see. Um, we're really divided into these kind of small areas where, uh, and, and like the media didn't cover it. I mean, it was very, I don't care what side you're on, um, the, where you get your news from, nobody really cared. I mean, it's kind of sad. That's really what it is. Chris Coluccio, TechWorks Consulting. Nobody like Chris as far as naketechworks.com. Check it out. Uh, great website. Uh, and by the way, they do service as well on everything. Kohler Avenue, the new digs in uh, Ron Conklin. Okay, let's get into it. Businesses shut down. Phase one, we're underway right now. I've been a critic as far as wanting to opening it up a little bit earlier. 
Uh, we've been micromanaged to the point right now where business is shuttered. And who knows uh, what will be around when phase two open, opens up uh, next week, and it will. Uh, but a little too long. Uh, I'm sorry. We said mid-June and phase three. We're not even talking phase three yet. Fourth of July and everything else. I mean, come on. Enough is enough. I mean, we said, listen, we got to be a little smarter here from an economic standpoint, Chris. You know it. Uh, I, I the just, shutdown has caused a lot of harm here. Give me your take right now regarding businesses right well, now. You're very much involved in that world. Go ahead. Here's the thing. I mean, like, you know, and I go, this is maybe a little political again, but I go back to the fact that we have protests and riots and, and these things going on, and there's not a lot of social distancing there. But when you get these on the other side of the news, if you get, um, you know, shop open, open people that want to open their shops or their gyms and all those kind of stuff, they're all over them, ripping them apart for wanting to open their businesses. And a lot of these people are trying to do it, you know, very cautiously and with a lot of work. So, um, you know, we're trying to, we're even struggling with that because we want to bring some of our workers home. Obviously, the world's changing and, and you know, we're a tech company, so we can function a lot remotely. But, but we want to pe bring people back and we want to do it responsibly. And I think that it's time for the for, you know, the, the government to, and, and, you know, if they don't, I think we should just maybe do it on our own to, to start opening back up, do it responsibly. Let's focus on, uh, you know, keeping everybody safe and focusing on those people who are really most likely to um, be harmed by this. But I don't see any reason why most of our businesses can't open up. And I'm not, I haven't been given good information from the people that I've talked to as to why we shouldn't, you know, um, healthy people, younger staff, uh, you know, um, not a lot of uh, not taking care of elderly elderly people. Why can't we get back to work? I don't understand it, but I also feel I also know that I've had a hard time in the last few days trying to get the messages from our government about what is actually going on because it's so overshadowed by everything that's going on right now. I agree. I agree. You know, businesses need to get back. Uh, you know, to me, it's also about consumer confidence. Uh, that's going to play the key with the central role. As far as even if our economy uh, inches its way back to what we certainly knew it as, uh, you're going to have to uh, have to have that confidence back in play. Uh, people are going to have to walk the streets of Main Street, uh, U.S. of A., as I have said. Uh, they're going to have to feel a little confident as far as how everything's going on, but you're going to have to be safe. You could have done this a long time ago. You could have kept the, the masks on and the distancing and the capacity restrictions in place. Uh, listen. This had to be in play way before Memorial Day weekend. I said this a long time ago. We could do it safely, judiciously, methodically, and everything else. Uh, yeah, right now, know, we're causing been, more harm than good. So we've been yeah. working with a lot of our clients, I mean, to use these technologies in lots of different ways to, to do things, you know, to, to keep their businesses running, obviously, through the use of, uh, of Zoom and Teams and all of those things as best as we can. Um, but we're also trying to help them with their technology to say, how can we you know, get back to our offices and work safely. And, and, and everybody wants to do that. I mean, and there's the, 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 there's the technology that's very helpful for doing those kind of things, um, you know, for testing and tracking and all that kind of stuff um, that, you know, used properly can help our businesses open up and, and, and help them open responsible. But we're, I don't know why. I mean, I just don't understand it. I don't understand the, the message. But like I said, we're going to do everything we can um, to make sure and to help our businesses when they're ready to open up, um, open up safely. Uh, I think we're, we're pretty ready. I mean, we're an essential business, so we technically can be open at any time, but we wanted to do it responsibly too. So, um, we're, you know, we're trying our best. I, I just, it, for me, it's time to, to open up and let responsible business owners and responsible people 
make good decisions and deal with some, you know, not everything's going to be perfect, but that's how society is. And that's how, you know, we have to deal with it. Unfortunately, I think sometimes we're looking for that one perfect answer and want everybody to be perfect all the time. And then obviously that's not going to happen. So, Nope. You're right. Chris Galuccio, maketakeworks.com. Uh, talk to me uh, for a second or so. You know, this is kind of the normality now in place. You know, Zoom and everything else, people working from home, it's about being productive, it's about being efficient. Uh, what percentage uh, of getting back to the old and bringing in the new are we going to stay with these new reforms? Where are businesses at in your estimation as far as the thinking? You know what? Could save a few bucks here and there. Let's continue to kind of do what we're doing, work at home, be productive, hopefully, and everything else. What about the old phone on, on the desk anymore? Is that completely obsolete? Where do you see things going forward, sir? So I think the, the greatest thing to come out of this, to be honest with you, is this kind of thought process of what's called unified communication. It's this. So I'm calling you now not from I, I have actually two desk phones on my desk, uh, and I'm not calling you from either of those. I'm calling you from a phone that's connected to my uh, Microsoft Teams account calling you from uh, from my computer, uh, and you know, and if I wanted to, I could really hang up here and pick you up on my cell phone almost instantaneously. And to be and to be honest with you, there's almost no need for that desk phone on the desk anymore. Um, and so you don't need that, and you can use those technologies to save some money. You don't have to run the wires that you used to run for all those phone systems. You don't have to buy those headsets. And we can have a great conversation over this kind of unified communication. But what's nice about it is, especially in a business, if you're using these kind of technologies, I'll give you a call over, over, over my computer, or and then all of a sudden we want to share data. Well, I can just click on a button, and now we're sharing the data, even though we were just on a phone call. Or we can see each other live, even though we were just on a phone call. So this concept of like unifying communication down into a, a platform um, that we, that kind of shares everything and gives us a lot more mobility uh, so that I get my calls on. My cell phone is no different than my, my computer, which is no different than even if you want a desk phone on your, you can still have that desk phone on your desk. But as soon as I pick up that desk phone, if I want to call you on my computer or share stuff, I can still do all those kind of things. So this concept that people are starting to get used to, um, this kind of unified communication world is really helping businesses out a, a lot. And, and I think once they open up, they're going to now start asking more for more and more of this. You know, why am I going out and buying an old phone system or even the regular standard voice over IP phone systems that a lot of people have put in? They're saying, do I need to go out and pay for that handset? I can just add it to my Microsoft account or I can buy a company. There's lots of other, there's lots of companies out there that work with, um, you know, uh, Google and Teams and, and whatever platform you're using to um, to really kind of create a, 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 seamed, uh, a seamless um, uh, world where you can kind of have all of your stuff in one location and really be mobile with that, too, at the same time. So it, it, the unified communication is probably one of the best things to come out of this. Us getting comfortable with these platforms moving forward is really going to help businesses out. All right, so it's about saving money and operating a little more efficiently. I think we're seeing that right now. Two quick ones uh, before we let you go. One, uh, HLI Technology for the Business Community, that's tomorrow, right? And uh, a lot of people are excited regarding the announcement. Technology task forces uh, that will really kind of focus on the individual area of technology that businesses need and struggle with right now. What's that all about for tomorrow quickly, sir? 
Yeah, so we're really excited. Um, I have a new co-chair in the so the HIA. Um, I'm the I'm the co-chair for the Technology for Business Committee, and what that really is is um, us focusing on trying to support Long Island businesses, especially members of the HIA, and trying to put them together with other Long Island companies that can help them run their businesses more efficiently or utilize new technologies. But what we found was that. You know, in, we basically, there, there's just too much to technology to say, oh, we can have a meeting once a month and bring some good partner in or somebody to talk about what they're doing. We, we needed to split them up into all the different areas of technology. So now what we did is we created a, these task forces in individual areas like cloud computing, like software, like emerging technologies, uh, like telecommunications, unified communications. So we split them up into these groups, uh, and we announced that last month. And now we're actually starting to fill those roles up with co-chairs for them for each one of these individual groups. And it's gotten really good excitement because these people, um, we're going to be able to put out a lot more content. We're going to be able to support a lot more businesses with this concept. And we got some of the best, best business minds that are in technology on Long Island heading up these uh, co-chairs. So I think it's really going to be good. And, and so tomorrow at 9 o'clock, we're going to be introducing a few of the, um, few of the task force co-chairs. And um, we're also going to be going more. We're looking for still looking for a few people. So if you're listening and you want to join this uh, kind of new uh, exciting group that we're creating, uh, we're looking for those to join. Um, if you head over to uh, either Textbook, TechWorks Facebook or LinkedIn, you'll, there'll be a link over there where you can join us uh, on a Zoom meeting tomorrow. So, uh, you know, that's what we're looking to do. I think it's going to really help out. I mean, HIA being the largest, um, you know, group on Long Island of businesses, uh, this really helps us kind of get that message down and really focus on the, 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 the real individual needs of all the different uh, members and, and the businesses on Long Island. So, All right. And one more thing, you know, uh, and I, I mentioned this at the, at the top, uh, Big Tech, uh, the president, Twitter. You know, Twitter dropping uh, its pretense, uh, Chris Colucci, of political neutrality to fact check the Trump tweets. I mean, come on, where are we going with this thing? Um, uh, it, it's know, it's effectively doing so. Hold on, effectively doing so, uh, declaring that it has joined the resistance now. Uh, no intention of dropping its long-standing bias against the president and supporters. Is this where we are at right now? Now, listen, uh, I have been uh, vocal as far as the tweets and everything else. Uh, he should stop it uh, without question. Enough is enough. Lessen it, please. But now. Twitter getting involved here. What's so? What, are we are we overstepping the boundary right now as far as where we're at in society and social media? You know, well, um, these these, these groups uh, like Twitter and Facebook and these social media platforms, they they get to hide behind the fact that you know they're not really liable for any of the stuff that's on their content. So they they get this kind of carve out from you know standard media platforms that says um, they're really only supposed to be a place where people can post freely on the internet. And they're not supposed to um, kind of pick and choose winners and losers or, or um, actually make kind of op-ed, uh, op but they're making op-ed decisions doing this. They're telling us what, uh, what to do. And, and I don't think it's the role of them. And I think that I, I agree with the president that um, although I think uh, I, I wouldn't want to lose social media as it stands now, um, that they don't deserve that role if they're not going to um, be fair and balanced in, in what they do. And, and, what, and, and I know, and you know, I think we all know 
uh, and, and it happens on, on both sides that, you know, these, these outlets are, are not really fair and balanced. I mean, I, I have to go look hard to find those other arguments, and, and it's not right. They shouldn't be doing those kind of things, although, you know, we do also as a society have to decide where, where they do. I mean, if, if they're inciting violence, like saying, um, you know, like, like uh, saying um, there's a fire in a theater, that there's some ability to police that, but it's really a fine line. I mean, I think that these were supposed to be free and open markets for us to communicate and to have dialogue back and forth and to hear both sides. And I got to be honest with you, I've seen it. Uh, some of the pages that I watched on YouTube and then think people that I follow, their stuff is being taken down and some other even more egregiously bad stuff stays up. So um, it, that wasn't supposed to be their role. And, and I don't know how you get back to that, to be honest with you. I think that they... I don't really, know either, um, but I'll tell you this much. Chris, uh, I don't know either, but I'll tell you this much. The Trump punching bag uh, continues, uh, even in the world of Twitter. Uh, my friend, listen, uh, always a pleasure. We've run out of time. Great stuff there, sir. Website, maketechwork.com for service. Help at maketechwork.com. And, of course, the new digs. At 760 Kohler Avenue, Unit 3, we're on Konkama, 285-1527. Any questions, call the great Chris. Uh, he's the best in the business uh, regarding this stuff. Uh, listen, always a pleasure, and I look forward to having you on in the next couple of weeks. How's that? I can't wait, Jay. Thank you. Keep up the good work.